Ever wonder what married men think? Well, I do. My name is Jory O'Neill, and I am on a quest to learn what makes men say I still do, even when they feel like they don't. Join me as we embark on a journey of discovery and exploration into the mind of a godly man. Hear real stories of love, marriage, parenting, and everything in between. Each week, learn practical ways to keep your vows renewed well after the honeymoon. I still do. Do you? Do. Just going to need you to accept, and we're good to go. All right, welcome back, everybody, to I Still Do, the Golly Man's Perspective on Marriage. And today, with me, have a special treat. No, it is not my brother. No, it is not my cousin. Uh, although it could be. I'm not sure. We're going to do some more digging, Ancestry.com. But I have with me the incredible, the amazing Mr. Colin Yearwood. How are you doing this evening, sir? How are you? I am doing really well. What an introduction. I like yeah. the energy. Listen, that's how we do it. Oh, I still do. That's how we do it. Uh, because you know what? If you hear, you still do, right? So that's always a good thing. Um, for those who have no idea who you are, right? This this new voice, um, can you share with the people? Please introduce yourself to our listeners. So um, I don't know how the, how the introduction go, but for me, how I normally introduce myself is uh, a dad and husband and entrepreneur and accomplisher of many things. Um, that's normally how I introduce myself. All yeah. right. Uh, so the entrepreneur, what do you, what business are you in? You own something? Do you run something? You sell something? All of the above. So I own a training and coaching company. I've been coaching since 2013. Mm. Um, and I do a lot of sales coaching, teaching people how to sell more effectively. Um, I believe selling is, ser- is serving. And um, when done the right way, you can have a huge impact not only on your bottom line, your budget, your your bank account, but you can have a huge impact on a lot of people's lives if you are selling the right way. So I do a lot of training around that. And I do a lot of selling for my clients who are coaches and course providers. I sell their stuff and I sell my own stuff. So that's one thing I'm very excited about. Um, I also teach the entrepreneurship journey online. Um, a lot of it mirror my experience. Over the last um, close to 20 years, I've been doing it since 2006. Uh, yeah, and not successfully for most of those years. But in the last <laughs> seven years, I've learned how to do it more successfully. So I, I feel I give um, many people a realistic view of what mm-hmm. it is like to uh, start and create an online business. Awesome. Awesome. So you seem to be a, a jack of all entrepreneurial trades, training, coaching, teaching. That's dope. Jack of all trades. I think those things, all those things go together. You know, it's about serving people. And that's one thing I've always enjoyed is serving people. When I was in corporate America, all my roles were process development, helping people get better. They drop corporate trainer. So uh, for many years, I was Google for my family. They would call me if they wanted to answer to something and they didn't know I was getting on Google to find the answer. Oh, wow. So I was oh, like being a, being a resource to people and, um, and helping them create a better situation for themselves. So all those titles fall on it to just being a resource to help people uh, make the possibilities that they, you know, they feel in their heart, make that into reality. 
So you just shared a lot. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to go off script because the Uh-oh. spirit is moving. So um, how how have you kind of transitioned all those skills, service, uh, being a resource? Um, how have you transitioned those into your marriage? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. First, you got to tell the people how long you've been married, because this is the godly man's perspective on marriage. So one, you must be a godly man. Are you a godly man? Check. All right. You married? Check. All right. We can continue with the interview now. Great, great, great. So how long have you been married, sir? Three months married. And this is the second time around. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So now we're going to go back to that question Mm because now I have more questions. But let me get that one out the way first. Uh, How have you taken all these skills that you've learned in corporate America and through your jobs? Uh, to kind of prepare you for marriage? That's a great question. So it's been five years since I was previously married. And the last five years, I spent a lot of time working on myself. Mm. The same kind of development you put, I've put into building a career. I'm building a skill set as a trainer, as a teacher, um, building a career in my job. That's the same kind of commitment I put into building myself. Mm-hmm. Um, identifying where I where I messed up, where I had flaws that I didn't want to address, and just fix me. So taking all taking that time allowed me to become a way better person and better prepared for where I am now. Now, where I am now is the most honest and transparent space I've ever been in mm-hmm. any relationship I've been because before. Because I didn't fix myself, I wanted to hide the truth from the people I was with and who I was married to because I was covering up with my ego, right? My ego was more important. And if you're serving people, your ego can't be the first thing. So how all those things has helped me is position me to have a marriage that I can show up uh, as a stronger leader, a more transparent leader, and um consistently authentic, which is at times painful. I've learned that over three months so far. <laughs> that's, that's a fast learning curve. <laughs> and I'm, I'm open to, uh, you know, I think what I've learned over the last couple of years in any leadership role, you have to be open to being corrected, mm. being wrong. If who wants a leader that you, they know you're wrong and you're still pretending you're not. So I, right away, you lose respect there. So being able to identify and acknowledge, hey, you know what? I could have done that better. Sets you up as a better leader. So I'm, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing a lot of speech centering around the idea of humility, a humble leader. Would you yeah, consider lady. yourself that, a humble leader? I would like to. I would like to show up that way. Um, it's not my intention to brag and boast and and to, I don't have to be the best person in the room, right? But I think as you're, you, when you're humble, you're open to, you're open to correction and you're open to being wrong. And when you're open to being wrong, that means you, you're showing up a little, bit, a little bit more of the intention to serve. Because mm. if you're showing up, I'm right and I'm always right, you're trying to serve yourself right there. Yeah. Hmm. So, you spent five years just learning you, um, building up you, identifying, breaking down, building back up you. What 
what made you decide to get married again? I mean, it sounds like there's some pain there, right? Uh, in your first relationship. That's, that's, that's what I'm, I'm hearing now. Mind you, I, I don't know. I don't know your business. I don't know your backstory, but I'm hearing pain, uh, both felt as well as caused possibly. Um, so what, what made you like want to take another stab at this? So, um, I've always wanted to get married. I always wanted to get married. I think, um, I mean, I enjoy the concept of being married, right? It's just to me the right thing to do. Um, I haven't showed up that way in my life for many different reasons, right? And um, usually, and then this is another belief I have, usually men who are, who are successful long-term are in stable marriages, mm. right? I wanted, I always want to be a good example for my kids because I, I believe in it. I don't care what people say about marriage and, you know, being single and do the kids still use the word player? Being a player, you know, I don't the kids still use that word, but um No, sorry, they don't. <laughs> well, you can tell where when I grew up. Um <laughs> yeah, but being single is no fun. You know, it's a myth, it's no fun. It's mm. not um, I don't think it's meant to be that way. So I've always desired to be married and I've always desired to be in a healthy marriage. Um, and I realized that. In order to do so, I had to fix my myself and be clear on what my expectations were, be able to be more uh, an effective communicator, a better mm-hmm. leader. Um, so I had to fix me. And any change starts with you. Usually I think people go around trying to change the next person they connect with. And usually the person with the problem is the one in the mirror. Indeed. Um, so you, you actually kind of touched upon my next question. Uh, I was going to throw to you the, uh, inquiry, what it took to have a healthy marriage, but I feel like you kind of just alluded to a lot of the key components of it, right? Transparency, uh, communication, vulnerability. I, I'm using the word vulnerability because you, you said to show up authentic and be open to correction. Right. And that that takes humility, that takes vulnerability. Right. So um, what do you think is the most important building block in a marriage? Um, it's creating a plan. You know, when you created a plan of how you want your marriage to be. I think if you look at anything that we do in our lives, right, when we go to college, we go to high school, there's a plan for what courses you're going to take in order to graduate in four years. We go to college, there's a plan on exactly what you need to do every semester to graduate in 10 years, like some people took, that was me. But- um, (laughs) Likewise, likewise. (laughs) Doing part-time, started full-time but ended part-time, right? But there's a plan for everything that we try to accomplish. We watch sports, there's a plan, Mm. game plan, a practice plan, a schedule. Most people when in relationships, we don't have a plan. We just go in and just kind of wing it and just hope everything work out. This is divine because I literally had this exact same conversation earlier today. Like exact same conversation that a lot of marriages, they fail because they fail to plan. Yep. And because they have failed to plan, they must plan to fail. Like. It's not just in business. It's it's not just self-help books, right? 
You don't have to go to a Tony Robbins course to understand that if I don't set myself up for success in my marriage, I'm not going to have success in my marriage. It's it's not going to happen. So that wow, this 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 was great. This was great, man. Oh hey, my here, here's the thing. Here's the thing also too there, right? Like one of the things um when me and my wife connected, I told her we can disagree, but I don't want us to have disagreements. I said, kind of weird. You don't, I heard someone say the other day, well, we're married, that's how we be. We disagree, of course, we're married. You don't have to disagree or have disagreements when you're married. You don't have to argue when you're married. Mm. It doesn't have to be that way. But I think a lot, a lot of times we have that belief, it's what it is. Mm. And it does, and that's that's to me what's the what's that's the game plan I'm running with right now, right? I didn't want to just come into a relationship and just wing it, because I've winged it for I'm as of this I'm I'll, I'll be 51 in two weeks, and um, I've congratulations! Thank you, I made it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got a solid 40 plus left in me, <laughs> um, but yeah, for. 40, you know, I've been having relationships from like age 20 to like 45 or 25 years. I winged it mm. and they were okay. They ended, they weren't ideal. So I'm like, what was the, what was I doing wrong? And most times I just went in and mm. just did what we do. Be. And complain and whine. So, hmm. what do you think the number one thing that marriages are missing today? Now, mind you, I understand you, you're only three months in the game, right? Three months in, but you 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 have a little bit of a of an accelerator, and the fact that you you know what you don't want, right? Like you've experienced Absolutely. it, and you're like, ah, this is mm, ah, no, mm, my spidey senses are tingling. I, I, I feel like I'm going back or I'm experiencing this thing, right? Could be maybe PTSD um, with certain certain things. But what do you think the number one thing that marriages today are missing? What was missing for me when I didn't work the first time was I wasn't open and honest. Mm. I wasn't allowing myself to be vulnerable. I wasn't open to learning anything new. This is how it's been. This is what I know. That was my attitude. Um, look, I'm only at this for three months, but what I, what I, the process we're going through is very different than I've experienced before. And it's be, there's more intention behind it. Mm. This, the first time I was like, let's see how this works and we'll try to figure it out. No, it's not that, no, no let's see how it works. This is this is a plan. Are we on board with this plan? Yes, it sounds a little robotic, but there's still a lot of fun in there. It's not me walking around with a checklist every day, checking you know, <laughs> check it out. But there's an overall overarching plan, overarching vision for what you want your life to be like together. This is this is refreshing because. I don't walk around with a checklist because I think that's a little it's a little strange, just a little bit. Um, but from the time that my husband and I at the time was my fiance, we we wrote down our goals. We wrote down what we wanted 
in our marriage. We wrote down our life goals separately, right? And then what is the unit? What were we going to accomplish? Um, and we revisit that. Hit the three-year mark, hit the five-year mark, right? Now we're 10 years in uh, and we just, we, we got, you know, God bless it. We accomplished literally everything we put on, on is a long way and this is old school this is, we didn't have like google sheets and it's like legal pad like, like this long scroll um of of things and and accomplished boom boom you know um and then like right around like the eight and a half year mark like got the house all right that was that was the biggest thing right it took took the longest time because of where we were financially when we initially got together um but it's refreshing to hear that there are other humans out there who aren't just winging it right they're they're going into relationships with intentionality they're making a concerted effort before the i do that's going to set them up to still be able to say I do and like mean it. Right. So, so thank you for that. Cause um, sometimes it feels, I mean, I don't know, maybe my husband thinks I'm crazy sometimes. I'm not sure. But he's like, we have to have a meeting, a marriage meeting. He's like, why? I'm like, because I, I, I'm sorry, like we have to, we treat it like a business. We want it to grow. If we're not growing, we're dying. That's it. So I want to grow old with you. And, and, and the only way in my mind that we could do this is, is if we re, let's look at the goal. Let's look at the plans again. All right. Can we shift this? Can we change this? This one doesn't seem to serve either one of us anymore. I think we could scrap that. Right. So if you could give any advice, right, to any human listening to this, and I want to, I want to encourage you. We have folks over in Europe listening to this right now. Okay. Netherlands, New Zealand. What up? How you doing? Um, I think y'all speak English. I, I'm pretty sure. They do. Uh, they, do. They, play, they play an amazing sport called cricket. So I'm a fan of it. So. Woo! There we go. Look at that. Beautiful. So now we're gonna we're gonna have to have you back on so we can start talking about some things. I teach phys ed, but I teach phys ed in America. We don't play cricket in gym. We <laughs> something we do. Well, if, you, if you were in New York City, you'll play cricket in gym. You know, New York City well, is a different, it's a different beast. It's a different beast. Yeah, you have to have a cricket team because I don't think you can just be letting them balls fly around uh, randomly. Let me make a quick point before we move on. Something you said about planning, right? Um, I'm just good to hear that. I you know I thought it was crazy to even introduce this concept mm. to my. We were just dating there, and actually we introduced this concept maybe five days into dating. Ah! And, ah! And yeah. Five days. <laughs> Five days. So <laughs> I was I was floored that she called me back the next day because I <laughs> the thing about it. A lot of times, if you notice, we plan a lot of things in our lives. You write it down. Mm. Write is right? So for me, why no planning work is all that my life changed dramatically from 2011 forward, right? And even more dramatically from 2015 uh, onward. And I have a lot of journals I write, just notes. You know, not really. I just write notes, ideas, thoughts, um, goals. And when I go back through a lot of those journals, and at the beginning of the years, I spend intentional time planning what my goals are the year. When I go back to those journals, a lot of those things I accomplish, and I didn't even realize I accomplished. Mm-hmm. 
So my thought was, look, if this work and piggyback that on, I invest in personal development. I invest in, yes, I've gone to Tony Robbins events. I've done a lot of those kind of things. I've read the books. Yeah, I, I, you know, and the, the things work if you work it. Right. The things work if you work it, right? Um, <clears throat> the Bible, you, you do your thing, but you're just doing it. But if you have that intention written down somewhere, as my wife explained to me, I, you know, I would say, hey, I'm, I'm not a good prayer. She always wanted to pray when we first met. I'm like, I'm not, a, I don't, I don't like our prayer. But she saw my journal. She said, do you know these are prayers? Yeah. Because I read some things in my journals to her where I, I was jokingly said, I prayed you into my life. I manifested you into my life because I wrote in 2021 as my goal, I wrote exactly what I wanted in a relationship that year. Right. And that's exactly what I got. Mm. But that's not the only thing. But if you look at other things from previous years, the things I wrote in my journals, the goals I had, either accomplish it or I got closer to it, or they morphed into something bigger or better. Mm. So we take time to plan other things. We don't take time to plan what we want our, our relationships to look like. And to me, that's like a weird, it, it, it struck me as really different. And when I met her, I started talking that kind of talk, which I thought, oh God, this, this girl is not gonna call me back this is clearly weird and she kept calling me back I'm like, okay i'm gonna get weirder i'll tell her a little bit more <laughs> we can make this amazing right so it's very strange for me to be planning everything else we invest in everything else we don't invest in how to make our marriages and our relationships work well this honestly this podcast for me is 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 an investment in learning more about men, um, I, and this is selfishly, so that I can learn how to love my husband better, right? And so instead of just randomly interviewing people, I was like, the information that I started learning when I started doing these interviews blew my mind. I'm like, other people need to know about this. <laughs> and in 2022, I'm like, what better way to share all these thoughts than a podcast, right? Um, and so if you could give any advice to anyone that's listening, right? If it's a cricket playing country, if it's here in the States, anybody who's looking to possibly get married, what, what one piece of advice would you give them? The first question is, are you good with you? Mm. That's it. Are you good with you? Are you good to the point where you're a you're comfortable to tell that person who you're with? Hey, these are things that I'm afraid of. These are the things I messed up with. This is what my finances look like. You know, these are the things that worry me about relationships. And this is what I really want, right? It's like are, you have to be good with you to be able to have that conversation. And to me, that's what's missing. It's like if you're not good with you, if you're not good by putting yourself out there like that, it's not gonna work because you're gonna have that internal secret. I, yeah. I know that that's what I had for a while, you know, like in previous relationships, I never would share the things that matter. Mm. And the more you don't share that, the more you hold back and you hold back. And then you, a lot of fear come in there because, oh, I don't want them to know this. If they know this, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a mess. So you keep holding back and the more you hold back, it's more space and then more space and then more space and more miserable. So you gotta be good with you on a really, 
yeah, be clear, man. Like when I got into this relationship, I was like, it's the first person I've ever been absolutely transparent with. Um, I not I didn't care, but I was cool with who I am. So if she didn't like it, I was still cool that I'm cool with me. Right. If it was like something she said, well, that's a, that's a, a red flag for me. We can't talk anymore. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm cool with I'm cool with who I am right here. Right. A lot of times we try to hide that and get in under that disguise and and then you gotta continue hiding it. Yeah. And it's not yeah, the cat's gonna be let out of the bag one way or the other. So, so the thing is just being really, really clear with yourself and like being able to share the things that you're worried about and you're afraid of and the things that cause you a little shame? I think the part for that means that one would have to know what those things are in order to share them. So that that self-discovery, right, that work that you did alone, on your own, on you, right? I think that part, for me, in my opinion, is what's missing in general. Um, just people not taking the time to learn who they are to be able to represent the true authentic version of themselves to others, to the world, to their employer or potential mate, right? Not knowing. Um, and see, I think that's why the other stuff occurs, right? The imposter syndrome, um, hiding, disguising, shifting, protecting, um, all that comes into play when people don't take the time to, to dig and, and, and do the hard work that you did. It, right? Look, it's, you know, it's, it's not fun doing the hard work. I'll be, look, I'll be honest with you, it's not, it may sound cool now, and, but it's not fun. It's not fun being alone. And, you know, when you would like to be pacified by being with someone, but in, having that experience of feeling good, but not being good. Right? Mm. Not fun being alone. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort, but, the thing is, I for me, it was two things. Number one, I knew the kind of life I wanted to create for myself. Like, and maybe I'll put it out there. Being a little bit older, I come to that with a lot more insight. This process started with me 44, 45. Mm. Right. So I came to be, you know, like, look, the clock is getting the window of opportunity to create what you want to. Yeah, you know, look, we, when you're 20, you never think you'll die, right? You think, oh, I have all this time. When you're 30, you think, ah, oh, I still got a lot of time. You're 40, you think, yeah, I got a lot of time. You know, I, I come a to the 50, like, time is running out. How do I really watch? Time is running out. Like the average American male is what, like 77 years old? Yeah. Right? So my goal is to lift to 95. I want to be, you know, uh, very capable to be living to live in 95 so you were like am i just going to be ordinary and let my dreams go by mm. and just give up on it because that's what it is all right that's what it is i mean I could, could i really create change the other thing about that it's just being around right people man it's just being around people who you who are creating change and who are talking that kind of talk and who are like doing that kind of work it becomes easier because that tends to be the a lot of people I hang around friends wise and in the business circle I hang around, like they were accomplishing things and you see it's possible. So just deciding on how do you want your life to be? 
could you really accomplish your goals? I think selfishly, I think when you're older, you have a better, you become more focused and more purposeful because you you have a whole bunch of mistakes behind you. And you can quickly check off, no, not gonna do that again, not gonna do that again, not gonna do it again. Someone younger don't have that opportunity. Or only if they're listening here, right? If they're listening here, they, they, right. they, don't, they don't, maybe, I mean, maybe most times, you know, look, when I was 35, I wasn't hearing any, I had no one around me to say, hey, this is not how you should be in a relationship. This is not how you should behave, right? My dad's a great guy. I grew up with both my parents and all that. He doesn't talk that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk about that kind of stuff. You know, but that it grew and evolved. I get around people who talk that kind of, you know, who share that kind of thing. Podcast was an important avenue for me to realize people can actually create the life they want. Ta-da! <laughs> Podcast. It's actually a podcast that helped me start the process of losing over 100 pounds in 10 years. Oh, wow. All right. So I'm going to start a new podcast uh, called Fit Journey. Uh, We're going to bring you back on to share that one. No, no, no. That's not the one for me. I got a a lot of stories about that. But it's just like, you just have to really be focused on how, who do you want to be, man? How do you want to show up? I don't want to go back through feeling miserable and unfulfilled and. Crappy, no. Me just take the time to fix fix what I need to fix. Yeah, it's hard work, but I think there is a bigger reward when you are clear about what is it you want and how you want your life to be. Wow. Um, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I and I want to I want to push back a little bit only on one comment, right? Because. Um, I, I myself, I am not 50. I am not. Um, I have been married 10 years and it sounds like we approached this thing quite similar. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have a previous marriage to look back on and, and, and learn and grow from my mistakes. I, I put myself in a position to learn from others' mistakes. I saw marriages in my family right? Marriages around me. And I said, I don't want that. I see that. (laughs) I smell that. I don't want that. That's not, mm -mm. it's not pleasant. It doesn't seem like something that I I can mm, mm, like mm, pull on like a nice, like win a coat and feel cozy about. I didn't know. Um, And so I went and I sought mentors. I saw other people whose marriages, I said, I want to imitate that. I want to, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll ask them like, you know, how long have you been married? And they're like, Oh, which time? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, Oh, we were married and we got divorced. And then we married each other again. Uh, there was a lot of repentance in between. And I'm like, okay, wow. Like uh, they actually, I'm a, I'm planning to interview that couple uh, soon. Cause I, I just, I just want to learn some more gems, but uh, that couple mentored myself and my husband uh, during our dating phase. And, we were able, right? You talk about an accelerator program in a business like that. Boom. Like we totally hop, skip, jumped over a lot of things that marriages, you know, other marriages, folks our age, right? They, infidelity, uh, lots of fighting and arguing. You say you don't want to have disagreements. Like every night is a disagreement in some of their homes, right? And so, um, 
I think if an individual is open to learn uh, and that part about surrounding yourself with the right type of people who are changing, they are change agents themselves because mm -hmm. they're doing the work themselves and, and helping others to do the same, right? Like it's very similar to what you do in the business world, right? Like but it takes I, a lot of humility for you to do that, right? For you to reach out and ask for help uh, because it, it is a risk there. You're putting yourself out there, right? A lot of people don't want to do that, but I commend you for looking at that, that that way. And I see that's the right way to do it. But very few people actually put themselves out there because we want to protect our ego. We don't want to really tell the truth about who we really, tell ourselves the truth about who we really are. Because with the right mentors, they're like, you know, hey, you, you need to fix you. You know, when you want to point the finger, they usually point it right back at you. So that takes a lot of courage. You, you guys demonstrate a lot of courage by doing that and great insights. Yeah, I see things, you know, I see stuff around me that I didn't want to have, but I didn't have the, the courage or I wasn't prepared to be vulnerable and mm -hmm. say, hey, I'm doing this wrong. How, how could you help me? No, I, I prefer to pretend that you know yeah that's the thing a lot of that times we do we before we pretend we have it all together right i still don't have it all together but i find that being able to share it in an environment share where i am in environments like this um strengthen that willpower right to stay on the right path so Kudos to you to find a mentors. And that's a key thing, like in, in, in business, like if you're looking online, everyone oh, yeah. has a mentor, everyone, oh, yeah. you know, and that's, that's the same thing I model. I'm like, in business, I do these things. I spend a lot of money to learn a lot of things in business. But if you look on the other side, most times we, we spend nothing to learn anything but relationships. That's one of my biggest pet peeves, you know, like, and I've asked people, and like, hey, how much money have you invested in relationships? <sighs> I read this book. <laughs> Did you really read the book, right? <laughs> it is, it's just, and, I, and I've, I've invested a lot of money. Again, I, for me, I had to invest in other things. It wasn't the first thing for me to invest in. I invest in how to become better at online business, how to be self-employed, how to do all this magic stuff online, right? And then when I look at it, okay, I'm getting results there, but I'm not getting results in my relationship. Why? Mm. You're spending no money. You're spending no time there. You're not working on fixing anything there. So it, it comes, it's either you spend the time and get the counsel and be open to it or spend money and invest to get the resources and actually learn it. Because there's a lot of resources, resources out there that can teach you how to be better at everything. But for some reason, when it comes to relationships, we don't want to spend money. You know? and, and I went through a whole process for a couple of years. I asked people, hey, what, what, what do you read? What are you learning from? What do you learn from what relationships? Like, I'm not telling nobody my business, man. Like, okay, let me move yeah. on from you, sir. That part, you, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm like, okay, cool, I get it. And then you move on to the next group and get around some people. And yeah, run around from run into some mentors business-wise, see they had seem to be good relationships. How come that's working out for you? Mm. Do this, go here, listen to this. Tony Robbins is a guy I listen to a lot. He has a whole program on relationships. Right. I listened to that program when I was single. I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know. I, I was just going through about 90 minutes. And I was just going through like interesting. That's a different way you can say that. This is, you know, is it just it's just getting being open to new information is the key. I think just being open to new information mm. and new way of doing things. 
Um, and hopefully you find someone who's open to the same thing. That part. And so I, I married, um, I, I married a Jim. This guy is unlike uh, any, any, I'm say any, I'm sure there's other people out there. I have never met them. Um, but he, he, his, his, he has a learner's heart and he had that when I met him and he still has it to this day. I've known him for 20 years. Um, but that, that piece right there, like that's what made me feel safe enough to enter into a forever relationship with this guy. Right. Because I knew if he didn't know something, he was going to figure it out. So like there's a saying like you don't know what you don't know. Oh, right? you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> but his his heart is I don't know what I don't know, but I'm gonna go find out. <laughs> so <laughs> I I appreciate I appreciate his heart so much uh, in doing that. And um, Colin, I also appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Uh, thank you so much for your openness, uh, your willingness to to share openly. Right. Successes, um, not so successful relationships that you've had and in the in-betweens and how you've gotten to where you are right now. Um, is there any last words you want to leave our audience members today? I've, I'm a big believer that you could create the life you want. You have to take the first step and have some faith that the life you want to create is the life God wants for you. Mm. And you have to believe, I think if people, a lot of people don't believe that they can create the life they want. So they just stay where they are. Ooh, come on. Now you're preaching. Ah, I like it. Hey, golly so man's you, perspective. You can create that life. It's, and I can say that because I personally believe I've taken the step to create that life. Of course, I don't take all the credit for it because a lot of things that happened, I had nothing to do with. Mm. But I took, I, I call it a dumb fate. I just did stuff and stuff worked out and it didn't work out. And I went on a different trail, but I kept being intentional, but nah, this is not what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. And I kept moving. So my advice to anyone is like, be intentional about writing and design, be intentional about designing the life you want. And then God will help you with the steps in between where you are and where you're going. Mm. All right. But you have to, you know, you just, I'm not one of those Christians who just pray and wait. I'm a more of a pray and move kind of guy. Uh, faith know. without works is dead. That's what my yeah, Bible say. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to pray and wait for no. I'm praying and move and eat. That didn't feel good. Maybe you didn't want me to go that direction. <laughs> so be, um, be intentional about creating the life you want. And it's possible to have it. And with that, folks, thank you so much for joining us. Jory O'Neill here with Colin Yearwood on I Still Do, the marriage man, uh, the golly man's perspective on marriage. Have a good one, folks. Peace.